Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to episode 237 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. My name is Barbara. What's happening, Barbara? How are you? Fantastic. It's Friday. I'm good. We're back on where we should be. Well, it's not Friday for the podcast. It's Friday for us. So It's our recording day. Yes. But this is our first recording since post-Hurricane oh, Ian. God. So last time we recorded, we did it really early in the week because yeah. we were afraid you weren't going to have power. Yeah. You were saying everything was shifting south, so obviously you survived. Obviously, yes. you have power. I know. Everything all right? Yeah. It's just sad. It's super sad. A lot of... Just really sad. I mean, we got so lucky, and genuinely, I really did think this one was going to come up this way, but thank God it didn't. But yeah, they it just nuked Fort Myers. It's just so sad. But yes, we're safe. Good. And the lab shut down for two days, but back up into production on that Friday. Friday. Yeah, we, yeah. It was Wednesday, Thursday. Came back that Friday. You know, it was really weird. It's like you two days on, two days off, come back. You think it's Monday. What the hell day is it? It's just a really odd week. Yeah. A lot of tension, but um, yeah. So now on to the next one. But yes, thank you for asking. Everybody I know is safe. We had a, a coworker go down there. So we donated water and clothes and hygiene stuff. And he went down there for us. And just everybody's hitting that part of the state trying to Get them back on their feet, but it's going to be sure. a long. It was pretty nasty. So yeah, that's all you hear about is the recovery and how yeah. long it's going to take, how much it's going to cost. It's yep, unbelievable. Yeah. Yep. I myself, yeah. I was at Lab Day East I last week. It's back in Terrytown, New York, which. From the Uber ride from New York to Terrytown, I don't really have much to report on Terrytown itself, but Lambda East was amazing. It was really busy. Good, good. It looked like it was. I was surprised how many people actually showed up because, you know, Lambda East is typically the least attended of, of the three Lab Days. Yep. We always went to the one in Philly, but I don't know. It seemed packed. It was oh, very busy. Yeah. So. Hopefully they'll stay in Terrytown. I mean, it was a good good location. Lots of vendors, attendees, presentations, all sorts of good stuff. Uh, my presentation, yeah, yeah, I had about had about twenty five to thirty. So yeah, I thought it was pretty good. It was a, a very immature group. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of laughs and giggles because when talking about stud attachments, I bring up. Inside of the uh, the locator insert, I call that the nipple. And uh, oh, imagine that! It's hard not to laugh when you talk about a ball attachment. So <laughs> you would have fit in the group. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, right up my alley. Yeah, but it was a lot of fun. Good. A lot of fun. Good, yeah, good. But a couple weeks is our next one. Whip mix. Yeah, quick reminder to everyone: we're about three weeks away from the Whip mix digital forum. Down there in the town I can't pronounce, Louisville, 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 Kentucky. Yeah, 28th and 29th of October. We'll be there the 29th, correct? Yes. Okay. But I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first time we're recording face-to-face together since Lab Day Chicago. Is that right? Yeah, February. Yeah, you are correct. We used to do these a lot more often throughout the year. No. Uh, yeah, we need to get this schedule going again. Oh, there's a Halloween costume event there? 
Yeah. Oh, man. That's cool. We're expecting a great costume by you, Barbara. But, well, I love Halloween. Delete that. De- or, but bleep that, please. I love Halloween. <laughs> so make sure, if you can make it, sign up at witmix.com or the link on this episode's show notes and come record with us. We'll be there. We'll be there. So this week we talked to a dentist that's doing a lot of his own lab work. Usually most labs don't take kindly to clinicians that do as much as they can in office because, honestly, it means less work coming into the labs. I'm not talking about Sarah crowns here, people. <laughs> but with all the advancements in technology and now AI, artificial intelligence, it's becoming more and more common to see dental offices have many labs in them. Dr. Austin Vetter is a dentist out of Fargo, North Dakota. Dr. Vetter likes dental technology. Loves it. But he doesn't just buy them and then let them sit there and gather dust. He actually uses them. Training a motivated dental assistant, Dr. Vetter gives us a great insight into the dental office of the future and how dental labs can still be relevant in a time where you would think less and less is going to a lab. Well, we know that's not true. See, this is interesting, you know, because... More and more doctors are doing the work chairside, but yet labs are busier and busier. Yep. Dr. Vetter talks about the equipment he has, the software he uses, his workflow, and where he sees dental labs in the years to come. He admittedly said he admittedly says some might not agree with him, but he does make for a very interesting conversation. So join us as we chat with Dr. Austin Vetter. Whitmix is thrilled to announce their most recent addition to their milling product line, introducing the DWX-53DC from DG Shape. This powerful mill satisfies your need for speed. Three reasons to consider this mill. One, it has three times the gripping power for PMMA. Two, it mills 30% faster. And three, The integrated webcam allows you to monitor a milling project from anywhere on any device. Head over to tinyurl.com slash mill. That's the word tiny, the letters U-R-L, dot com forward slash Whitmix, R-O-L-A-N-D, mill. Or head over to this episode's show notes for a link. And as always, we appreciate your support of the podcast, Whitmix. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. We like making patients wait for us. <laughs> the tables have turned. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We'd like to welcome to the podcast today a dentist out of, I guess I have to say, unfortunately, Fargo, North Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure you guys hear that a lot there. Dr. Austin Vetter, how are you this morning? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. This has been a fun podcast to uh, to listen to. I'm usually in the in the dental clinical podcasts, but I've really kind of found my love for dental lab podcasts. Too bad there's only like one of them, though. <laughs> we kind of have the market. <laughs> Dr. Vetter. I'm going to call you Dr. Vetter because that's how I was raised yeah, in this too. industry. I'll, I'll try my best to call you by your first name, but it probably won't happen. Whatever works. <laughs> so you reached out to me. You mentioned that 
you're a clinical doctor, obviously, but you have a lot of hands in the lab space. Yeah, that's no, that's correct. We just got into a lot of dental technology, mills, scanners, 3D printing. And what I've learned is the more you jump into this, this digital realm of dentistry, the more you you yearn for, okay, we need to figure out how to finish these products. We need to f- learn how to, you know, how to make these things essentially dental lab quality. And so I've been trying to just find as many resources as I can. And so I, I fell on your guys' podcast. And one, it's just been an awesome podcast. But uh, two, you know, dental techs, they really get to play with, I'd say, more toys than dentists. So like, it's been a really fun podcast to listen to. No, oh, we appreciate that. You can stop sucking up to us now. You're on the podcast. <laughs> <talking>. <laughs> so how did you fall into dentistry? Family? Not, not a family thing, no. I, um, yeah, I, I, I was a senior in high school. My mom's like, you should be a dentist. So I, was, I said, okay. <laughs> I went and shadowed some. I thought dentists just walked into a room, looked at the teeth, and said, looks good to me, and walked out. And I, I didn't realize that we had to, like, pull teeth and, and do crowns. I didn't realize it. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's some work, you know. I didn't realize it would be all this work. But, no, um, but it's, it's, it's been one of the greatest professions I ever went into. For really everyone in dentistry, you know, the dentists, the, the dental techs, you know, this is such a fun industry. It's a small industry. And I, I think it's cool how Ann Kurzenbrock, you guys know her. I can't remember what her married name is, but. Colzer. Colzer. Okay, that's yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. I went to school with her brother. But um, but yeah, I, I, I'm friends with her and I talked to her and she knows you guys. And so it's weird how small this industry is, but it's, it's also very fascinating. Oh, very much so. You went to school. We can get through that. Did you go right into your own practice? Did you... Or an associate? I was an associate. I went to, um, I thought uh, the way to pay off loans and you know everything in life figured out is, was to go to a, a small town. Everyone told me that's where, that's where it's at. So I went to um, a couple small towns in South Dakota, worked as an associate. And one thing I found, I'm sure this goes for, you know, almost every industry and um, especially dental is that, you know, the, the people that you work for, you know, that, you know, they, they have their way that's tried and true. And, you know, you come in with new ideas and it's not that we necessarily disagreed, but it's, I, I really wanted to get into this digital side of things and they might've, you know, might've been a little bit more slow to adopt some of this technology. And mm-hmm. so I, I, I learned really quickly. I was only there for 10 months. I learned really quickly. If I want to get into the things that I love, I'm going to have to, you know, do my own thing. So I, I moved to Fargo, North Dakota. That's where I went to undergraduate. I played football for the NDSU Bison there for a couple of years. And then um, basically bought a practice and been working there ever since. Practice had not much technology. The first thing I bought, I even had it before I walked into the practice, was a Trios 3 scanner. Mm-hmm. One of the most revolutionary products that I've ever dealt with. And it's, it completely transformed the way I do dentistry. So that's, that's kind of how everything started. So you mentioned that you've got a lot of technology in your practice. So do you have an in-lab technician or are you doing the technical yeah, that's a great question. And it's it's kind of a, it's an interesting question because I feel like the the ideal situation would obviously be have an in-lab tech. And, and this is where, you know, I, this is why I kind of want to talk to you guys. And it'll be interesting to see what your listeners think of this. I do think that a few technicians could maybe not, I don't know, 100% agree with the way I'm doing things. And, and that's completely okay. When I post things online, I definitely see some people that are really maybe for what I'm doing, against what I'm doing. But so I have a dental assistant that came to me. He shadowed me once and he said, I want to work in your office because, you know, you have all this technology. It's really cool. And at that time, we just had a lot of different scanning technologies. We had some design software. When he came in and he was this, he was this um, awesome young gentleman that was just, he's really into computers, really into technology. I was like, you know what? How about I invest like $150,000 of equipment around you and we build this, <laughs> we build this really awesome thing. And so, and that's what we've done. So we started out with Trios and we had a Sprint Ray 3D printer that we weren't really, you know, using very much. And then we, 
we invested in the VHF R5. It's a, um, it's a dental lab mill that has a you know, five axis mill with a 10 disc changer. And that's what really got things going. So we had that, we've been using that. That's been amazing. The first mill you got was a 10 disc changer. <laughs> yeah. You know, you gotta go, you gotta go big, you, know? you gotta so, go big or jump um, deep. <laughs> wow. And, and you'll think it's crazy, but I just bought another one, a VHF R5. So I have a two 10 disc. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're the only <laughs> practicing dentist at this practice. That's true. Yeah. You got 20 discs in there. Well, and it, it's you know it, it sounds cool. It sounds How many cooler than what are you it is. doing, man? <laughs> I probably do the same as any other dentist. You know, it, it sounds cooler than what it is. There's reasons for why I did that, and we can probably dive into that a little bit more. So, and just invested in another one. We have, our, like I said, we have that sprint ray printer. But I got really, I really got into the idea of the the Einstein from Desktop Health. So mm-hmm. we've been printing a lot of Flexera, Flexera dentures. I just mm. bought another Einstein printer. So now we have the two Einstein printers. We have the sprint ray. Yeah, just a, just a lot of different things that we're trying to invest in that are that are very much, you know, I would say in a, in a dental lab, you know, we're, we're building a new dental office and we're trying to incorporate more like dental benchtop uh, type furniture where, where, you know, nice, uh, nice lighting. Um, we're trying, we're trying to do it right. You know, that's one thing I think that, um, and, and, you know, and we like dentists get a bad rap for, you know, producing probably inferior work. And I, and I don't blame them, you know, where a lot of people are doing this in like a little closet. I wanted to make sure that we had all the resources possible to try to produce as good work as we can. So is that dental assistant that you just mentioned, is, is he running all of the equipment and doing all of the teeth and the dentures and everything? Yes and no. So I would say in a lot of ways, yes, he's managing it all. And that's what I think any dentist really, if they're going to get into this, they would have to do that. They would, if you want to be successful, you really got to try to take it away from yourself, even as much oh, yeah. as you want to do it, and you have to you have to give it to someone else. So he is running that. But, and I'm sure you guys would agree with this, a dental assistant is not a CDT. You know, they, there's only so many things that you could do, and I'm sure a lot of CDTs would even say they, there shouldn't be anything that they should do. Now, where I tried to fill in that gap was I've just seen all this new tremendous technology with, like, let's say, 3Shape Automate. 3Shape Automate is a... It's an artificial intelligence software that 3Shape has kind of baked into their dental system yeah. um, software. Mm-hmm. It allows us to produce, you know, single unit posterior crowns. And, you know, you don't have to trace the margin. You don't have to design the crown. It just it spits these things out. A lot of larger dental labs are using them for volume, things like that. So I see all these different things with technology, with AI. And I was just like, you know, I got I to gotta jump on board with this. I feel like this is a good way to make it so that someone that's maybe a little bit less trained can produce really nice work. Mm-hmm. Um, but also to be aware that there's things that we just won't be able to design. There's things that we won't be able to produce. And those things we, we essentially refer out kind of like we refer out with our specialists with orthodontics and implants. We refer out the harder designs that maybe some denture designs, some denture realigns. We refer them out. Um, right now we're referring out to Evolve Dental. I think it's Evolution Dental Lab with yeah. uh, Jacksons. Yeah. They're doing a lot of our digital design stuff and, and then, um, we produce it in house <laughs> and, and to go with that too, I should say, you know, to produce <laughs> Getting into digital, what I found, I thought it was just going to be, you push a button on a mill and out pops a crown and it's, it's going to be so easy. You know, that's how, that's the way the CEREC people make it look. Right. And, <laughs> I, and I found quickly, that is not the case. We've been investing, I've been investing a lot in my assistant in Zirconia Green State Finishing, Mio, Mio classes. Um, we went and got trained by, you know, Jack Morano with uh, Absolute Dental. And so we're trying to not only invest in the technology, but also invest in the finishing processes, the polishing of these dentures, the, the Green State finishing of these restorations. And it, it's it's been really fun but it's also a lot of work i I can see why you guys uh you know are stressed sometimes (laughs) (laughs) so the assistant did he have any digital background before joining you he didn't he's one of those guys where you know you talk to certain people and they're like you know i like i like computers i play on the computer yeah video games you know you know they 
I feel like some people that get computers, they just get computers and they can, yeah. you know, if they watch a couple of YouTube videos, they can figure things out. Yeah. One challenge obviously is like, he'll, he might bring a design to me. If he ends up doing like, let's say a bridge design, he might bring it to me and I'm, you know, and I have to, I have to kind of obviously hold his hands with like, this is, no, we have to change the, the lateral this way. And, but he's, it's, it's amazing how he can take what it's in my mind and he can kind of make it happen on the computer. Sure. He understands the basics. He understood the function, the form. He does. And I'm, I'm actually surprised they had a dental anatomy class in, in assisting school. And I'm, you know, I'm surprised at how much that he knew. I mean, there's a lot that he doesn't know. There's a lot that I don't know. You know, we're still both learning, you know, learn more about, you know, full mouth rehabs and how to handle those and stuff. But, um, but at the end of the day, the basic concepts he, he totally gets, you know, we, uh, the other day he designed a, a crown on trios design studio. It's like a same day software that they've produced. And, I told, you know, he forgot to put it through the articulate motion. And I, I mentioned it to him. I said, hey, see, I was going to hit that contact there. Next time we should do that because we could get it out. And he told me, he's like, after I milled the crown, I went and I, I uh, kind of contoured that down. So it was, it was kind of cool that he was able to do that without me telling him to do nice. that. I kind of knew that that was going to happen. So, Are you doing both Emacs and Zirconia? So, yeah, that's a great question. I'm a, I'm a Zirconia believer. I, re- I really like Zirconia. I've really been shaped in a lot by like Jack Morano. I, I, I've watched a lot of his videos. He, he believes that Zirconia can almost be used for every indication. I know that's something that a lot of people do not like hearing, but he, he's a big believer in Zirconia. I'd say that you know, 90% of my restorations are Zirconia. But mm-hmm. now going back to the VHFR5 and why I bought two of them, I found that a five axis mill is not the best. It's not the ideal for like a same day dentistry thing. And so um, GC America, they came out with this Lissy CAD product, this mm-hmm. Lissy CAD block. Yeah. Um, it, it can just be milled and it doesn't need to be centered. It can, it can be polished and delivered. And so that's what we've been using a little bit more now in our clinic. We've been kind of playing with the idea of same day dentistry. When I got into this, I wasn't going to do any same day dentistry. And I've, I've unfortunately fallen for that and gotten more into that. And so with that, it's nice to have, you know, maybe you know, two mills sometimes if you have two mills going. A lot of people have two Ceracs and these, believe it or not, the VHFR5 for as much technology it has, is probably about the same price as a Cerec mill, maybe even a little cheaper. So, Wow. That's interesting that you mentioned that you didn't get into this for same day because that's why a lot of clinicians do get into it. Yes. I go um, that Cerec route. Yes, and I kind of almost feel a little bad for it and I kind of feel, um, you know, I, I would kind of argue with some people online about how, you know, why same day isn't, you know, isn't for me and why isn't should be for a lot of people. And in some ways, I still agree with that. I only have four rooms right now in my current clinic. And so if you're doing same day and you're having four rooms around, and 20 discs. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, and so four rooms right now. And then in, all right, we're, we're building a new office across the street and it's going to have 13 rooms. Holy oh, wow. moly. And so, wow. yeah, so it'll be, it'll be pretty cool. It has 13 rooms on the bottom. Um, upstairs, there's a dental lab that I, that we're building upstairs. And so there'll be like a specified place for all this stuff. And it'll be, it'll be a really cool clinic. I'll, I'll definitely, um, I'll post some pictures and stuff and, and send them to you guys when it's done. It should be done at the end of the month. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. You're close. We got into non-same day cause I just felt like the quality was better. You know, you're, you're centering these things, you know, long, you know, overnight, yeah. and, you know, there's a cone overnight. It's so hard. I think the reason us dentists fall into it is that I, I'm so, you know, it's, it's hard. I get so sick and tired of, you know, we have to, we're trying to pull off the temp. Oh, we don't really want to get you numb. We kind of pull out, ah, it hurts. Okay, let's get them numb. And then, you know, that kind of messes mm-hmm. with our day. And so, you know, there is a lot of benefits of being able to deliver a same day restoration. But, you know, I will, for sure, no matter what, they do not look as good as, you know, a lab fabricated crown, a, a crown that was, you know, fabricated over the period of a couple of days, you know, sure. it just won't, it'll never look the same. No, no, no. But, you know, the, the question is though, is, is that needed in the posterior, you know? So how long do they have to sit and wait when you do a same day like Lisi? Right. 40 minutes. Okay. 
which I, I think is pretty good for same day. I think Serac, you know, they're probably milling Emacs in maybe 12 minutes. We're probably milling the Lissy with our five axis mill in about 20 to 21 minutes. We're polishing for about 10 minutes after that, and then we're seeding it. So, um, yeah, about yeah. 40 to 50 minutes for us. Whereas Serac, they, they also have to crystallize the, the Emacs, so that's another 10 minutes to there. So we're probably about the same speed as a, a Serac user, unless, unless they were using Lissy. So is that like a premium? So do you like double the cost or how do, what is You know that what? Like? Why us dentists didn't do that from the start is beyond me. But no, we don't. <laughs> we charge the same. And we, should, we really wow. should. But, yeah, because that's huh. a benefit to the patient. Well, yeah. a, well, in terms of, yeah, not having to come back, things like sure. that, look at the, the technology investment, things like that. But it's difficult. You know, there's a lot of, you know, in my area, I think it's probably, I don't know, I bet you it's 80 or 90% Serac docs. And so there's patients that know about it. But I found what's interesting, and you can use this with any dentist that you have if I ever, you know, talk about the same day. I found that it is 100% dependent on how I present it to the patient. And when we were getting into the same day, I would actually present it this way. I'd say, hey, so we're, we can do a crown same day. It's strong. It's not as strong as our one that we bring you back for another time. Mm. You know, what's better for like hanging a picture on the wall? Do you need, you know, do you need nine screws in the wall or, or is two going to suffice? But this one is stronger. It won't probably break, you know, and they're like, yeah, let's go with the stronger one. So it's actually yeah. surprising with people when it comes down to it, like, if I'm going to get it done this once, let's just do it the right way. So people will choose a lab fabricated crown. People will choose a non-same day crown. But it all depends on how you structure that conversation. Yeah, I'm a little surprised at their answer, honestly, because I would think most patients would Let's get it done. Get me out of here. That's interesting. They really go, they really, I don't know, they really listen to the dentist. If I'm like, eh, you know, it doesn't look as good and it's, it's glass. It could break. It's a second one. It really could break. They won't do it. They'll, they'll say, let's do the stronger one, you know? So they always say, you know, if you have, you know, everything looks like a nail, if you have a hammer, that's probably what most of us dentists are doing with a Ciroc type unit. Yeah. Well, if you mention glass, I'm sure most people get scared. Right. Right. <laughs> Who wants a piece of glass in their mouth? <laughs> So how do you do that? So when you have your own in-house, like how do you schedule your patients? Do you give yourself a week or if I, you know, like six days, days, six days. (laughs) So this is what, so this is kind of our, this was our workflow and and it's always kind of evolving, but it's a really cool workflow. And I'm going to try to make videos of it. I want to show more dentists that I don't know if people will do it because it is a little more complicated, but it's, I think it's such a cool workflow. So we scan the patient and, you know, if we're not doing the same, you know, let's say it's no same day. We're scanning the patient, we're giving them a temporary, they're leaving. And all these scans are essentially going to our three-shaped dental system and kind of being all, you know, gathered up. And then at the end of the day, we export them all. You can do in one click export to three-shape automate, 10-hour design. Mm-hmm. I mean, it costs $1.80 to, to get a design. So the is next that how day, much it is? It's $1.80. Yeah, it's, I had bad. no idea. That's insane. When we do same day, and I, I can touch on that a little bit more. If you do same day, if you want to get it back in five minutes, it's a $15 design. Whoa. So we uh, we send all these cases to 3Shape Automate. It's $1.80 per tooth. The next day I come in, and what's kind of cool, so I, I haven't done anything to this point. Now I go in and I can kind of look at the margin, look at what the design looks like, and I approve it. So that's me basically saying to my dental assistant, like, yeah, you're, you're good. You go ahead and fabricate all these. That gives me control, but also kind of lets me be a little hands-off. So then he is queuing these all up. He's queuing them all up. Um, throughout the whole week. And at the end of the week, come Thursday or Friday, whenever he decides, he's got probably 20, 30 some crowns and he hits mill and it mills overnight with his 10 disc changer. So then he comes in the next day, he despruise them all, does his um, green state stuff and he puts them in our, um, we have a vote um, MBR speed, um, oven and we, I think we cook the, it's katana and we're cooking it for like seven hours. So he cooks it um, all night long, comes in, glazes them all at once with our Vita oven, and then they're ready for delivery. And so that's kind of cool that we have, we, we essentially have these uh, these periods of time where he does 
this, you know, only, only glazes and he only does green stain, only does. And that really, yeah. I mean, it makes it very efficient. It makes a very efficient yeah. process. So we had a pretty good thing going. Um, the same day de definitely, you know, causes issues with that, but there's the benefits of giving the patient the crown the same day. So, and you're not, you're not printing the models, correct? So it's all modelless. <sighs> yeah. I, I wish I could say that three shape automate, you know, oh, we have a long way to go for AI and stuff, but it's, it's amazing at how good it is. We, we have the setting, once you have the settings dialed in for like my specific, you know, settings, what I like for contacts and occlusion, mm -hmm. I rarely have adjustments. I will say it's, it's been almost near perfect. We've been doing this for now a, a year and I've done modelless posterior crowns on all my teeth for, uh, for a year and I've, ha I've had just no issues. So wow. there's been, there's, I was, okay, I will say there's probably been two crowns that the, the margin was drawn wrong and we have to import that back in, back in the dental system and then kind of correct that margin. Wow. I find this fascinating that AI, I mean, I, I really don't know much about three shapes AI. Nobody touches these things, right? When you get them right. back? It's, mm -hmm. No. And how it, many do you approve? How many do you send back for adjustments or do you, can you make the adjustments yourself or... Yeah, so it's it's interesting. It's it's totally different than any other design software. It just gives it to you, and if you like it, you can take it. And if you don't like it, they won't charge you for it. So, oh, I've wow. done it where like 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 last night, I wanted to see a design kind of quickly, and so I sent it to five minute design, but I also sent it again to ten hour design. So I saw the five minute design, and I thought, okay, that looks like it'll work pretty good. So I declined it, so I didn't get charged fifteen dollars, and then. This morning I'll have it and I'll go and look at it and it'll be the exact same design and I'll only have to pay a dollar eighty. So it's only when you approve that they charge you. You don't draw the margin. You don't you don't modify the crown. Now, I think and I think you can use it with like ExoCAD and you can import you know STLs, but you have to have dental system I believe to import it back in if you want to make any modifications. So what would happen is if you import that crown back in, you know, on three shape, you you have to like you know do like auto design or something like that. It goes through all the processes. Then you can go back to like certain steps and you can be like, I want to change this marginal ridge or this this margin here. But it definitely streamlines you know mass design. That's crazy. I had no idea it was so cheap. That's one of the reasons I wanted to kind of talk to you guys because I, I feel and again like you know dental techs might might hate me for this. They might want to crucify me for this. But I, I but I, I feel like when I look at all this technology and, you know, people have always said, oh, is dental techs, you know, are they dying and things like that? I feel like this is a good reason that it's going to thrive and that, yeah, you give this power to the dentist and, you know, some will take it like myself and, and in some ways cut out the dental tech. But I look at a dental tech as like, you know, that, man, what a great time to kind of invest in yourself, invest in learning, you know, some of these, you know, all on four restorations, some of these more advanced restorations, you know, more cosmetic veneers, things like that. And then essentially kind of automate your, your posterior crowns, automate some of these things, your night, you can do night guard designs, automate your night guard designs, try to use artificial intelligence to make your life easier, use 10 disc changing mills to make your life easier, and then spend the time where you want to spend on these, on these harder cases where you, you know, probably brings in more money and let those posterior crowns just just kind of be um i don't know just a, just a recurring revenue you know what i mean yeah it makes sense yeah there's a lot of truth to that i mean you you, you have to you don't have an option honestly i mean ai is here and it's only going to get better but i mean you're completely correct that labs and technicians have to position themselves to do the ones that the ai can't do so you don't send right. any anterior to AI, we, you cannot. They don't allow oh, you. Oh, okay. To. It's, no, it's really? Not, yep. Why is that? Yep. Because he I, can't I don't know. They, that I, part? Yeah, when I talked to them, they said that it's just anterior teeth are harder to design. Um, yeah. Like even it's weird. They they have all these different software. So Trios Design Studio 
is their their chair side design software that we use sometimes because then it's then it's free every design we do so we do a lot of posteriors with it it uses an artificial intelligence it goes to the cloud and it uses artificial intelligence to design the posteriors and design the anteriors but it's not it's weird it's like a different artificial intelligence than three shape automate they three shape automate like consistently gives us really good results trios design studio gives us sometimes less than spectacular results and so what we've done i hope they change this someday but um what they, what we've done is when we get this like when we're doing a same day crown we first send it to three shape automate for five minute design and then my dental assistant my my tech it, he starts designing it on trios design studio and he sees who can win so he <laughs> well, yeah and, and, and what's kind of nice is one if you and if he wins he we get we save 13 dollars on that design but just the other day, I think I did two crowns. I did 14 and 15. And for some reason, Trios Design Studio, you know, these, these softwares are great, but they're just, they're not 100% there yet for some more complex designs. It can't figure out how to do these two crowns side by side and make them perfect with the contacts and everything. But Three Shape Automate can. So he he tried, he got like three minutes into design. He said, screw it, I'm just going to do that. Um, AI, you know, automate. So that, that cost me $30 for design, but it was nice. Five minutes later, I have two STLs that I was able to start milling. And that's important for same-day dentistry to have that consistency. I will say this, the CERAC, you know, users and stuff, they, they, they have it pretty well down where CERAC can, you know, spit out these designs. But I will say, I really think 3Shape Automate is the, the proposals that we're getting with those. I, I think they're way better than CERAC, but so you're even doing multiple units with them. So you're, it's not just single units. You just said fourteen and fifteen. So it's crazy. You can you can prep. Uh, it, it's only quadrants, but you could prep twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty, thirty one, and it's going to spit out four crowns that all have perfect contacts, all wow. all in the occlusion you want. It's it's amazing. It, it's actually it, it kind of freaks you out when you first do it. You know, it's almost hard to believe. You'd have to do it and see it to believe it. But um, it's crazy. And then. On top of that, so you could have a like maybe a tech that's listening right now, and he's like, I, I, I bet you it's garbage, right? It's, I bet you it's not going to work. Well, you could do that still. You could send it out to 10-hour designs. So now you're only paying $1.80 per tooth. And then you get them back, and now they're pretty close to being perfect. Now you can make your modifications, right? So if you're a very particular lab and you want things to be perfect, at least it gets you ma- the majority of the way there. And now you can now you can just finish that restoration. Just finesse it a little bit and hit the go button. Every oh. technician's got to touch it. Right, right. <laughs> Absolutely. That's true. Well, did you have to kind of, I don't want to say lower your standards, but when you started, did you want to touch everything and eventually you you had to kind of back off? Yeah. Yeah. There, there was, because there's, there's a lot of like trust issues there where it's like, I mean, yeah, I, I hire this, this uh, young gentleman, but like, I don't know him that well. He was a, you know, he was a you know, new hire and I, said, yeah. I don't know what he's capable of. But I will say that the automate has really, uh, you know, just improved that that ability for me to kind of watch over him in that way because I know I trust the automate design, and so when he gets those, he's he's able to, you know, he, he he's really you know he's really good with his hands, so I don't I, I completely trust him with the green state, the mio things like that. But it's nice where the design aspect, it, I know that that's going to be solid. Yeah, not everything's perfect. We weren't able to do an automate design for um, uh, it was a number three and a number uh, what would it be thirty. So two crowns opposing each other wouldn't let us do it. So I had him design it. He usually designs a lot of stuff really well, bridges, things like that. But we just tried to deliver these two opposing crown cases the other day. And I actually had to re-temporize her and, and bring her back because the design, I don't know why he even showed me the design on three shape and I approved it. But I, I, when I put it in the mouth, I was like, this doesn't look right. You know, it was one of those situations where like, you know, the buckle cusps were, you know, they were 
like shorter than the lingual and it just looked weird it almost like it was in reverse so <laughs> yeah, like, yeah that, that was a bad one that we did so is that a common problem opposing teeth that ai can't do it's not even a problem they won't do it so it won't oh. let you input yeah it won't let you input the stuff that it doesn't want to do huh. you have to know its limitations it's really great for single posterior crowns won't do bridges they just came out with copings but so yeah so three shape automate i would say is near perfect with design if it lets you do it otherwise yeah. you have to design it yourself yeah, but I'm sure at one point it will be able to. You're right. And that's the reality is like, you know, these things will get better and better. AI will get better and better. So it's like, where do I see, you know, dental techs fitting into that? And it's like, I just see, you know, you look at like all on fours. I'm sure all on fours will be automated someday. But man, that those are those are pretty complex designs. And I, I think it's going to be a long time until that's 100% figured out. So in the meantime, I would I would take this technology and run with it. I would say, you know, with a 10 disc changer, gosh, a, a dental tech, you know, you could be a single dental tech working in your basement. You could be outputting a lot of posterior restorations and then you know focusing on the things that you really love doing you know like you know maybe you love stacking porcelain in these anterior cases you know so how did you find your way to mio how did i how did i, I find my way to i mio? use it so i love it but i'm curious yeah. how did you choose what what type of system and where did you find it because it ain't I, easy <laughs> no, no, it's 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 really hard actually. It's kind of, I think it's really. I mean, they talk about how like how simple it is to use, but it's actually kind of tricky with you know mixing and it's it's very finicky. It's a finicky system, but um, it's, it's weird an names. System. Yeah, well, <laughs> pump, pumpkin. Um, so uh, I don't know how I found out about. it. I can't even remember. But again, kind of going back to Jack Murano, I think I must have watched something with, uh, it was probably with Argon's new zirconia. Mm -hmm. He was kind of talking about how amazing it was. He was showing how he was using, all, using it for these full arch hybrids and then showing what he does with Mio. And so I've really, again, this will be a very controversial subject, but I just, I feel the future is, you know, this digital design, full contour design and, you know, no cutbacks and just green state texturing, green state contouring, and then Mio over the top, this liquid mm -hmm. ceramic over yep. the top. That that's where and I look at you know dental tech you know dental techs and like there's so many gosh when I was in dental school they had a slamming porcelain and all that stuff so so sensitive in terms of skill level and and I, I look at Mio as like wow what a what a great way that if you get someone that's an artist that's really you know artistic they can they can probably easily do Mio and, and figure it out if you you know if you teach them you know how how these things should look and stuff so so I, I've really so I've really been a big believer in. in, in zirconia and mio and that's that's my plan going forward in the future i love it too. did your assistant take to it pretty easy yeah he, he did it's pretty you know it's pretty you know it's like the self-glazing stains and um and uh you know you kind of see what you get so that was pretty easy for him but the thing that we really struggled with was even when you put on these stains it just it does you know it just looks like a tooth that's all stained up and so that's where i, I learned quickly that we got to learn some of this green state contouring stuff and so we actually had Anne who drove out to our clinic and she helped us out, kind of learn a few a few tricks with uh, Green State and whatnot. We were going to, because she went to a course with um, Bart Cothran. Sure. So we wanted to learn a little bit from her. And then we went out to um, this, it's called the MOD Institute, I think, or whatever with Walter Renee. But he has Jack Morano come out there with Green State and Mio stuff. And, and so that's where we kind of, we were like, we really need to invest in the Green State stuff. And ever since we've gotten into Green State, it's made the meal pop that much more. You know, I mean, you can be good with meal without that. You know, you can use structure and stuff, but it's, yeah. it's the green state that I found is really critical for these restorations that look nice. So these AI design crowns, how much do you touch in the green state? So with posterior units, we, we don't do much, yeah. not much. And that's, and that's why I'm so comfortable doing posterior units in same day crowns. Cause when we do same day, we're not, you know, we're not glazing, we're just polishing, we're not putting stain in the grooves or anything like that. So they, they look, 
I don't know, not, not ugly. You know, they just look like white teeth. And honestly, yeah. people kind of want white teeth. You know, they want, you know, if they have an A2 color tooth, they want an A2 color tooth. They don't want dark staining them. But anything that's aesthetic at all, we're going to be uh, temporizing. We're going to be bringing them back. We're going to be doing zirconia with, uh, with Mio. So, yeah, I don't really do any Emacs in the front. We do all zirconia in the front with, uh, with Mio and Green State. So. And you do, you said Katana? Yep, we use Katana. Um, Multi-layer? Yep, a lot of Katana, STML, YML. That's one thing with, um, you know, I was talking to Ann about that a little bit is, you know, dental techs, I feel like, you know, that have a really good system, you know, maybe bigger labs, they, I think they mill kind of all one shade and then they're dipping them and, and uh, you know, changing up that way. The nice thing about these 10 disc changing mills is you load up all these different multi-layered discs and then you just kind of, you know, you obviously select what shade you want. So there's no, none of that dipping and stuff. Obviously you get a little bit more control over color if you dip and stuff, yeah. but, but we don't, we don't do any dipping. You know, the, the multi-layered zirconia comes out really beautiful. We like it a lot. And then you, you put some Mio on it. It really, really pops. Yeah. I bet. So the Katana. So do you have all of the shades in the Katana or do you group up the shades a little bit? Do you have like yeah. more popular shades like A2 yeah. and yeah, we, we It's always yeah, A2. We, you're yeah. right. I know. Ninety percent of our stuff is A two. Yeah, but we, we we buy all the different. You know, it's amazing actually how much zirconia you can get because you have to have all the different puck sizes just in case you have a larger bridge sure. and, and all these things. So it's it's amazing how much zirconia you need. But yeah, we just we just do a big old you know purchase of of a ton of katana. I think our last purchase was the YML stuff, and we just we bought a ton of that. Um, we're trying to. I'd like to start using that more to see what you know if I notice a difference between that and STML. We use, you know, we definitely use some UTML in the, in the anterior. Yes, even your anteriors are modelists. How do those go for you? Do they fit pretty good? <sighs> they do, you know, they, they really do. One thing that's really nice with, um, like, the Trios is, and, and you know, and the Trios and staying in the three-shape ecosystem is the Trios has that, it's called, what is it called, patient-specific motion. So, like, for our, our anterior teeth, we'll have them bite down and slide their jaw forward, and the Trios kind of captures all that. And so it's kind of like a real articulator so that when he's, you know, when we're designing these anterior crowns, we kind of, we're, we're accounting for this, this slide, this, an, you know, this anterior guidance. And yeah. so we, we really, we, we really don't see the need for like, you know, I don't see, you know, I mean, like single teeth, we don't really see the need for like an articulator for with a larger case, we would need one, but. Wow. So you've mentioned yeah. a few times full arch. Are you getting into that? Do you do a lot of those cases? <sighs> not, not really. We'd like to, you know, I, I'm, I'm, and I mean, from the full arch perspective, there's right there's the full arch, you know, the you know the fMR full mouth rehabilitation with crowns, and there's yep. also the surgery. And so I'd like to get into that. Basically, anything digital, I'm I'm all about. So I want to get more into that. So one area we invested with um with the crown, you know, full full mouth crown rehabilitations is uh, Maja. I don't know if you guys have heard of Maja. It's a scam. No. Isn't that a game you play with little tiles? Oh wait, that's Maja. <laughs> <laughs> right. So Manja is this, it's this, uh, it's a scanner from France. It's an interesting piece of technology. What it is, is it's, it's basically a face, it's a digital face that you put on your patient. So you put this Manja on, you put this on their head. Um, there's, there's some scanners that, that watch these little things on the head and watch these things on the mouth so that when you have the, like a intraoral scan input into this software, the patient opens, bites down, grinds around, and it tracks all their movements. So it's, it's, just, it's, it basically is a, a full, fully adjustable articulator. And then you can take that data afterwards and you can kind of determine what their centric is and you can do all kinds of different things with it that you can open, you know, if they're a, if they're a worn case, you can open them up like a couple millimeters and it's actually opening them up on their true arc of closure. After you open them up so they can be open up, like let's say two millimeters, you can still then run them through their, all their digital articulations. And what's so cool about this is that you can export all this into ExoCAD. So instead of, you know, you don't need an articulator really anymore. I mean, some people would probably want one, but 
in, in terms of digital, it's taking all this data, all this input, and just keeping it in the digital realm. So it's really cool. You can design your restorations. You'll see how they're, how they're going to, you know, in these excursives, how they'll hit on the restorations. It's, it's really, really cool software. So Is it like a headgear they wear? Yeah, it is. It's, it's definitely reminds me, it reminds me of a traditional face bow, you know, um, once you get them, you know, get it on their head and everything. But yeah, it's kind of like a headgear. But yeah, with, it's, it's just so cool that because if you do full arch and you, you want to use an articulator, you'd have to take these records, you have to 3D print the models and you have to put it in an articulator and then put in the condylar, you know, slopes and stuff like that. This does it all. So you don't need to print anything. You don't have to take it in from the digital world to the analog world. It just stays in the digital world, which is really nice for someone that's digital like myself. Wow. I love that you invested in this technology, but yet you don't do very many full arches. <laughs> well, that, that's exactly right. And, I, and, I, and I, I'm the worst at, you know, buying all these toys. You know, like I said, I, I really didn't need another you know, R5 mil. Um, but, uh, you know, I work pretty long, hard hours. I, I, you know, I think it's 7.30 to 5, no lunch, you know, Monday through Friday type Woo. thing. And I, I really work hard just because I, I, you know, I like dentistry, but it also allows me to, to afford some of these, these technologies. You know, the, these softwares aren't cheap. You know, ExoCAD, 3Shape, Truist Design Studio, I have three different design softwares. It's not the cheapest stuff in the world, but if, if you, you know, if you bring enough revenue, you know, you can, you can invest in these things. And it's just, it really makes my job fun when I do these things. So do you have the full three shape like labs have is, or is there a clinical version? No, that was, so there is a clinical version and we have both. So oh, we have, we okay. have, we have full ExoCAD, we have full three shape, and then it's called Trios Design Studio, which is the okay. clinical side. Yeah. I think it allows just crowns and, and probably implant abutments, you know, but yeah, so we have those three. Wow. So you mentioned that you're building a new office with a new lab across the street. Are yes. you preparing yourself for more in-house technicians? No, actually, our lab now is bigger than the one that I'm putting in the new office. Oh, it's, really? it's a lab, yeah, yeah. The, well, the lab now is it's just kind of like a big old room. You know, it's it's very inefficiently laid out. It it, it looks like you know someone that would just put a lab in their basement. Probably, it's yeah. it's, it's very inefficient. In the new one, you know, we have you know, there's a space for the mills and there's a space for the, the glazing and there's a space for, there's like two workstations for grinding and things like that. But yeah, it's just a little bit more condensed, but it's, it's, it's way more functional and, you know, and it'll be tight once we're in there. Cause we'll have, you know, I'll have all the equipment, you know, it'll, it'll, every single corner of the, the lab will be filled out, but it'll be, uh, I don't know, it'll be, it'll definitely be uh, st- you know, state of the art and it should have everything that like any technician would want in terms, you know, and that's, and that's what I wanted. I, I wanted to make sure that we had no excuses. Well, we can't polish our flexeric dentures because we don't have like a dental lathe. We have to use a hand piece. You know, I didn't want that. You know, we wanted to make sure we get a, a good dental lathe and, and get all the great polishing materials from uh, uh, Keystone, you know, so yeah, we, want, we wanted to make sure we did it right. So you're going to have 13 operatories, which means you are going to triple <laughs> your workflow. Yes. So I'm thinking that you're going to need both those mills. And he's probably, instead of once a week, you're probably going to be milling more than that, for sure. It'll be interesting to see how things progress. You know, I mean, obviously, someday we'll have to bring on another dentist. But yeah, in our new office of the 13 rooms, it's it's really, we're trying to transform the way that we think about dentistry now, where, you know, you go into a dental office, you go to the reception, you fill out your paperwork, you go to the back, you get your teeth clean. You come back up, they say you need a crown, you pay up front, they talk about finances up front. We're trying to get, eliminate all that. And that's the reason I'm putting in so many operatories that you'll come back to the operatory and everything will be handled back there. It'll, it'll be the, the treatment room, it'll be the finance room, it'll be the waiting room. We'll have people waiting there. We're going to have 75-inch TVs in every room, so you'll be able to watch TV while you're waiting for us. And if we're doing same-day dentistry, you'll be able to kind of you know, relax, watch your, you know, your, watch your favorite shows. So yeah, my goal is that once you come into the office, no waiting, you go right back to the room and that's your room for the rest of 
the appointment, whether it's, you know, same day dentistry, whether it's a cleaning. Yeah, we're really excited about that. No waiting room? Are you going to have one? Yeah, well, we're going to have a waiting room. It's it's kind of, I'm, I'm going to think of it as more of like a lobby. It'll actually yeah. be pretty cool. We're going to have a really cool like arcade system in there. And, you know, um, yeah, we're just trying to make it more, I don't know, like a store, you know, when you walk into a store and, and you know, it, it's, uh, you know, we're going to have a coffee bar in there, but, um, but it won't be like a traditional waiting room where like, you know, there's 30 chairs lined up, you know. Less traditional and a lot of people are intimidated by the waiting before you go to wait again (laughs) you don't want to sit next to someone who wants to sit next to someone maybe what you know you're worried like what if someone sees me what if they know me yeah you know in the traditional like in my office now if someone you know someone needs a tooth extractor we're talking about pulling their tooth in front of all these people in the waiting room that's got to be totally embarrassing sure we knew that something had to change with that yeah was that your brainchild uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, all my ideas, I, I essentially steal from other people. So like, it's, it's a combination of just so many people that I, I look up to and, you know, how they do things. And for instance, um, there's a, what is, I can't remember what they're, I think it's the it's, it's Durham. They're, they're these dentists. I think they're in Florida, but, um, I kind of borrowed their ideas of the way they network their office for their dental technology. So for instance, when we will have these wireless trio scanners, we'll scan the patients in these rooms and then right from the room, we'll go right into design. If we do, you know, if we're going to design them ourselves, so let's say that my assistant's going to design it. He'll log into the design computer via remote desktop, design it on the 75 inch TV in front of the, the patient. Then when that's done, he'll remote into the VHF R5 computer that's upstairs. And he'll, since it's a uh, disc changer, he'll choose what shade of block he wants and he'll start milling and it has a little webcam. So the patient can actually see wow. their tooth being milled right there. And it's all, you know, they don't have to leave. I bet the patient loves that. Yeah, it'll be cool. We haven't, I mean, That's we haven't cool. really done that yet, but we're, yeah. we're, we're thinking that it's going to be a pretty big hit. Yeah. A lot of dentists like show off their CEREC in the waiting room and put it, you know, put it in these like areas where people will see. To me, that was just a waste of space. I'd rather use that space for something else. So I thought, why not bring all those things on like a TV to them? So awesome. Now I know why you went 75 inch. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Nobody needs to see home and garden TV at 75 inch. <laughs> That is cool. And that's in a month you're moving over? In a month, we're hoping. I mean, right. I think they waited the whole last year not to do anything, and and everyone's trying to get it done right now. So there's people crawling over each other. It's it's kind of annoying, but I guess that's how construction goes. Oh, yeah. So you mentioned Flexera a few times and the Einstein. What's your experiences? I don't think we've talked to anyone that actually has the Einstein on the podcast. Yeah, so so, you know the Einstein. It's going to be very similar to the what is it the um, D4K. It's going to be similar to Envision One that a lot of labs know. You know, same materials, things like that. The Einstein's been great. It's it's basically just a really fast printer that's allowing us to do nice restorations like you know flexera dentures, things like that. We're doing some some healing about um, some custom healing abutments for implants. But uh, but one thing that's very controversial that I've been doing is we're actually three D printing fillings. What? Mm. Wow. Yeah. Is that even a thing? I didn't even know it's that. It. <laughs> it's, it's not really a thing. And that's why it's so controversial. You know, you, if you go on Facebook and search me, you'll see a lot of people think I'm, you know, oh, I'm just paving the way. I'm doing such an awesome thing. And there's a lot of people that are like, yeah, you better watch out. You're going to have so many failures and have so many issues. So, and, and I, I call them fillings. At the end of the day, they're inlays and onlays. But what we're doing is Flexera Smile Ultra is an FDA approved restoration for like final crowns and, and inlays and onlays. So it's, it's, it's FDA approved for these indications. Mm-hmm. And what we're finding or what I'm finding is that in dentistry, one of my least favorite things is doing a really large, deep filling, you know, and a lot of people would say, well, you should crown that tooth. It's like, well, there's a lot of times I tell a patient, Hey, you just need a filling here. And then we get into it and we're, you know, halfway into it. And it's like, okay, am I going to tell them that we're really going to convert to a crown right now? We haven't gone over finances and none of those things. So what I really like doing is indirect dentistry on those. So what we'll do is we'll scan with the trios 
this will bring in a Trios Design Studio. Like I said, it has its own artificial intelligence, not as good as Automate, but it has an, its own artificial intelligence that it kind of proposes a pretty decent inlay or onlay for us. And then we bring that into the Einstein, that 3D prints in about 13 minutes. Wow, that's great. The processing actually takes longer. It's I think it's uh, it's probably about 20 minutes, I think, for it to like wash and cure yeah. and stuff. But yeah. but um but yeah, so then, and we we cement them and and they're going really well. We've had no issues so far. It's really great contours. It's that's kind of been my future brainchild is like with this new office with all these rooms, can I be running around cutting preps and 3D printing a lot of these restorations? I'm letting my my assistant, my my tech design all these and get them all ready and try them in and, and basically be like a, a like almost like a, a second version of me kind of fitting these restorations and I just yeah. come in and cement them you know is there is there a way to change dentistry in that way so wow. a lot of people concerned about it you know how's the material you know the material's not tried and true it's not you know tested over you know 10 20 years you know studies or anything like that so it'll be interesting to see how these how these progress but at the end of the day they're you know they're fillings if they would fail I would I would replace them like I replace my current fillings if they fail so. yeah Exactly. And they have all the shades. They're able to match pretty well. Not really. <laughs> I mean, they, you know, they, they do have all the shades. You know, they're, they're bleached through, I think, A3 and B1. And so they do have all the shades. Three printed resin is, is monolithic. It, it, yeah. flexor, it, looks, it looks great. But um, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of the, it's the same thing where I'm sure techs hate hearing this. But it's like, you know, you get a back tooth, you know, number 14, number 15, DOs and stuff like that. It's just, there's not much need for aesthetic dentistry sure, back there. At the end sure, of the day, it sure. has to function, you know? And so that's why I think a lot it of It used to be metal for crying out loud. Right, right. <laughs> and I know. Well, it is, it is funny that we, yeah, it's like people get really mad about like that the shade is not a perfect white shade. And it's like, man, like half my patients have amalgam in their mouth. Like, come on, exactly. give them a break, you know? Yep. <laughs> and you have just one of those Einsteins. So you have to change out the resin shade every yep. time you do a tiny little inlay. Yep. So I, ha- I, b- I bought two Einsteins. One's not open yet. We're waiting for the new office. Yeah. So we have one Einstein right now and we have to change out the resin and, and what we've, it's tough. That, that's the worst thing about the Einstein and, and Flexera right now is that they, the resin really settles badly. We're like in our sprint ray and like night guard resin. It just, it's, it's fine. You can just mix it up and you're good to go. The, the Flexera needs to be mixed. So we've been trying a couple different things. We started with switching out the resin all the time. We're going to try to have one dedicated Einstein that just has A2 in it. Mm. And ah, every day, every day we're going to heat up the printer and mix it up every single day, which is, yeah. it's really annoying. But, um, but like I said, it's nice that it's just ready to go and you don't have to I mean, change it out resin is kind of a hassle. That's like the worst thing about printing. So you're a fan of zirconia. How much are you looking forward to a printed final crown? Because it sounds like you're really into the printed. Yeah, I, you know, I've invested so much in, in milling. I've also invested in printing. Like I think next year they're actually going to change um, the ADA codes that if your printed material has 50% or more filler for these uh, nano ceramics that you can charge it out as a, as a ceramic crown. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, it's gonna be really interesting. There's gonna be a lot of people on both sides of the spectrum really fighting, you know, fight forward against it. I think for me, since I have all the tools, I'll probably I'm gonna keep doing zirconia. I'm gonna keep doing glass, you know, things like that. Because why, why even try it? You know, why even mess with it just in case there's a lot of failures yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, agree. Um, and, and also like a patient, you know, as a patient, you'd probably want that, right? You'd probably want a ceramic in your mouth instead of a, a resin. But uh, but yeah, no, I'm excited. Who isn't excited for you know printed? You know, I mean, when, someday when printed zirconia comes or maybe printed to glass who knows but for now i'm mostly using it for i guess definitive well temporaries but also definitive like maybe fillings that i i don't think should probably last in any way as long as like a, a crown should you know yeah so when you do temporaries are you sending those designs off how do you do a temporary yeah so that's that's a great question we've done a couple cases now where we've done like six um like you know canine to canine six anterior crowns and what we've done is we we prep them we scan them 
and we send him off to then like Johnny Jackson at Evolve, at uh, Evolve Dental. He's just faster at working at this stuff than we are. So he'll design them all, and then we will print them. We'll deliver them, and then we'll we'll probably have him maybe make modifications or not, and then he'll send us the SDIs, and we'll we'll mill all those in zirconia. Cool. So they try it on, make sure they like it, and then you go to final. Yeah. Well, exactly. And 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 I think that's you know I I think that might be part of the future of like you know dental lab will look like in the future where you know you'll. You'll, you'll be using artificial intelligence to, you know, to do these things that just can be more automated, like posterior crowns. You'll probably be doing some on-demand design for certain dentists, things like that. But the, but the reality is, too, though, is that, I mean, I've seen so many, I've, I so strongly believe this. I see so many dentists, you know, 3D printing their own night guards, they're 3D printing dentures, things like that. And they don't look good. They really don't look good. <laughs> And, yeah, and that's when that's been my thing is like, how can I get my stuff to a lab quality restoration? I can send you guys some pictures of some of the night guards that we've been doing, but we have, we feel like we're getting some of the polish down. Dentures we're we're still struggling with a little bit. We're getting better with those, but um, it's not the printing of these materials. It's not the it's not the milling of the materials. It's the finishing of these materials. Yeah. So there's always something can, that can be improved, and that's where dental techs. That's why it's not go, it's not going away. And you know, invest in these in these technologies. You use them to make your life easier for certain things, but um, but just be I don't know, I guess be willing to. To, uh, to adapt. And um, another thing that I, I'm really impressed with, uh, like Johnny Jackson and them at, at Evolve Dental is, and I think this is this is a, such a great idea. I think, every, I mean, someday all tech should almost be doing this, but they've surrounded themselves with, yeah, they do a lot of this digital design stuff. So they're doing a lot of all in four same day designs and stuff like that. They're also being a, manu- a, a distributor for these technologies. So they, I think they're a reseller for the BHFR5. They're a reseller for a face scanner I bought from them. They're a reseller for the Einstein printer. So Maybe the future might be for the, some of these techs is that you, you'll come into a dental office and you'll be like, this, like, this is what you need. And like, I'll give you, like, let's get you all these things. I'll be your support. And then when you're having issues or if you need something with, you know, I, I can, you know, we'll help you with this advanced design. You can do these simple ones, but we'll help you here. And it'll probably be a, a much closer union than what it is currently, you know, mm. and I think. I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to see where things go. Well, that's an interesting point. I mean, if clinicians are going to get involved with all this technology, why not have it come from a lab? Because we know how to support most of it. You do. And and, wh- and what I look at is I have so many people reach out to me. So many dentists reach out to me like, how, how did you learn this? Or where did you learn this? Where did you learn the green state, you know, contouring? And I have to, t- you have to tell them like, you have to fly out to this state to go to this course that costs yeah. these thousands of dollars. I don't know if many dentists want to do that. And that's why a lot of dentists will probably still continue to use dental labs. But I think, you know, in the future, if the dental lab was your lab, you know, across the street or maybe a couple hours away, that they can, that this, that the lab can come to your office or you can go to their dental lab to learn these things, to put your, your staff through these courses that the dental lab can put on. May, I don't know. May, that's kind of an interesting, interesting uh, dynamic there. Well, all the people you mentioned you learn this from were all dental technicians. Yeah. <laughs> right. So they are. Well, why, I mean, you know us, Dennis. Why would I want to learn from a dentist? You got to learn from a dental <laughs> And now you can teach it if you want. We don't know what we're doing. Yeah. So are you doing a lot of the printed Flexera dentures? You know, I wish we did more dentures, but we are. We're doing, uh, we, we don't, you know, we, we don't do that much. But prior to Flexera, I was doing a lot of Avident dentures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and those are phenomenal. What we've been doing is for all our interims and immediate dentures, you know, after surgery dentures, we're doing all Flexera now. I think it makes a lot of sense. They look great. They fit great. I think it makes a lot of sense. The permanent dentures, that's a huge controversial discussion mm-hmm. on, on should we be printing these um, permanent dentures. So I have one out there. I've done one that we printed a final denture. I charged my you know, my full fee and, and we printed it. We polished it nice. And I have, a, I have a really cool picture of it on social media. It looks, if you want my Instagram, you can see it. It looks beautiful. I think it looks beautiful. I mean, it looks monolithic, but you know, like I've said, you know, people do like white teeth. Mm-hmm. 
And so the question though I get a lot from a lot of people is like, how's it going to hold up? What's going to happen if it wears quickly? And and I'm willing to accept the failures on that if I have to, you know, either print another one or if I have to send that design out to be milled from Avident. We'll see how that progresses. So I'm I'm not doing you know hundreds of dentures a day all printed and you know and they're all going to fail someday. So we'll we'll see. I'm, a lot of these materials. I mean. These materials are just so new, it's hard to know what to do with them and what not to do with them, you know, from a... True. Yeah. Does it cost less than $2 to get that design from 3Shape? No. <laughs> that, that, uh, so that's where... That, denture design's hard, and I, I we've tried to do some designs ourselves. It's hard. I, I send a lot of our desi- designs to, to Johnny Jackson, and, they, you know, they charge... They charge us a, a, you know, I think a decent amount to get that design. So then, so now we have to pay for this design. We have to print it. We have to figure out a way to finish this, you know, nice... In some ways, it's like, gosh, is it, does it almost make sense? Yeah, to why are you doing it? it? You know, yeah. It, it yeah. It, so I don't know. It, for, for me right now, I think a lot of the reasons we do stuff is just because we want to and we want to try to learn. But I th- I, I've i always been a big believer in the dental lab that it's like, for most dentists, it's like, you guys have no business doing this stuff. Keep doing what you're doing. Spend the time perfecting your craft and getting and getting better at crown preps and, and doing more dentures, getting more patience in and leave leave this technical stuff to the dental lab. So yeah, I'm a big believer that if, if you're going to get into this stuff, you have to invest in at least a team member that can kind of take it over from you. It doesn't make sense for the dentist to mess with it on the weekends and stuff. Yeah, at your rate, no way. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, for sure. It's always been the discussion is, you know, you're taking up your chair time where you make yeah. all your money to fiddle to be around. A yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I mean and, that in a good way, but sure. it doesn't, right, it doesn't, right. it's not as lucrative for sure for a dentist. Yeah, and I have a good friend, you know, I tell him all the time, like, oh, you should get into this stuff. He really wants nothing to do with it. And actually, he's probably being smarter than me, probably has way less overhead than me because he's using a dental lab. Like, you guys have all the equipment, you guys have all the systems in place, the polishing, like, you don't, you just don't, you know, we can, we get to blame you on everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. It's a really good uh, relationship for us, at least, you know, so... <laughs> I don't disagree with you on that. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, I think it's great what you're doing. I mean, I know you mentioned a few times in this conversation that it's controversial what you're talking about and, you know, taking work away from labs or whatever. But honestly, it sounds like you've hired and created a lab tech. You know, definitely trying and trying to know his limits. And, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're obviously very concerned for you know, our patient's health. And so we we just... We're not trying to just do stuff to do it to say, oh, look, we can print dentures or we can mill these teeth and we can do all these things and we, we don't have to use a dental lab. Look how much money we're saving. It's not, it's not really about that. Yeah. I actually looked at, my, I looked at my dental lab bill, I think, three years ago when I wasn't doing any of this stuff compared to now. And I'm buying more like fun little stains and glazes and more, more <laughs> bullshit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, buying more, I'm buying more stuff now that it's actually more expensive than what my lab bill was. So it, it, hasn't, it hasn't saved me money at all, I don't think. But. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, Dr. Vetter, we appreciate you coming on this podcast. That's uh, a, I think it's cool what you're doing. Yeah. I think you're right. I think some people disagree with the business model. I'm a big fan of as long as you're still employing a dental technician, no matter where they learned it or how they picked it up, I think it's a good thing. Right. And, and I, I'm, I'm a big believer in it too. And I, I think as digital gets more and more, you know, as it become gets to the hundred percent adoption rate, you know, we, we were talking earlier about all on fours and some of this same day digital design with photogrammetry, things like that. You know, there, there's going to be so many opportunities for us all to collaborate on, on these designs, on these restorations, on, on this equipment, you know, so it'll be interesting to see how, how Dennis and dental labs work together going forward and, and where we where we see each other you know who where does one stop and the other begin yeah yeah well said yeah, yeah. it's going to be a, a blurrier line but i think it's going to be beneficial for everybody and mostly the patient eventually yeah yep. Yep. 
Well, thank you so much, sir. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Awesome. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. A huge thanks to Dr. Austin Vetter for coming on the podcast. I'll tell you what, it's not easy to come on a dental lab podcast and talk about all the work that you are doing by not sending it to the dental lab, but it was very interesting. It's doctors like him that as an industry, we need to learn to work with and be a resource for. And when AI can't get the job done, we can. So there's no point in fighting it, you guys. It's going to only get better. And kudos, honestly, to him for allowing an assistant to become a technician, which is obviously a much better position. Well, I say that because I'm a technician, of course. We want to hear from more dentists in the field, guys. Are you doing a lot more lab work yourself because of technology? Do you have a killer in-office lab and want to share your workflow? Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com and you can come share your story with our dental laboratory industry. Thank you so much, Dr. Vetter. Yeah, that was great. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. Have a great one. Oh, even better. Have a great one. See ya. I love Halloween. <laughs>